Eclectic Soul Podcast. We're slowly getting set up to start doing these podcasts, like either videos and this, but it's me, Jen. I'm sitting here with Jen. Hello. Hello. And so today we wanted to do um, a podcast on something I think we both actually like. I love history. I'm a very much history buff. I, I You want to sit and talk about Atlantis, we'll talk about Atlantis. You want to sit and talk about um, Egypt, ancient Greece, and I'm all for it. You want to talk about the cosmos, the stars, the sky. You want to just stare at the moon at night. You know, I'm all down for all of that, but... We're going to be talking about Egyptian stuff. So we're going to do readings today about Egyptians. We're going to talk about this um, book that Jen's got. We're going to go dive into that a little bit. Um, I'm going to do an oracle reading. Jen is going to do a letterman reading. Um, and uh, we're just going to see what the pharaohs, gods, and goddesses have to offer us today. <laughs> and so... Um, it's called the the book I have is called the Egyptian Birth Signs, and it's basically the horoscope, basically the the cosmos, the horoscope, uh, but from an Egyptian perspective, mm-hmm. and it's set up by gods and goddesses. So every person is born within a month that's associated with a god or goddess. Okay. The book is called uh, the Secrets of the Ancient Egyptian Horoscope, and it's by uh, it is by Storm Constantine. Ooh, the name Constantine mm. makes you want to think. <laughs> so I figured we would just kind of use this as a, a kind of an overview before we actually get into the, okay. the readings. Um, we could really go in in depth with this, but mm-hmm. just to kind of give us a starter. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to go through and read off each sign and just give like a really quick brief overview. Okay. Okay, so the first one is Doth, I think is how you pronounce Doth. that. It's uh, spelled T-H-O-T-H. So this is uh, people that were born um, between the 29th of August and the 27th of September. Oh, that'd be me. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I'll read what it says. Oh, great Doth, Lord of the mind and guardian of learning. That's be me. <laughs> you, are <laughs> you are the bringer of knowledge to mankind. Oh, um, and this was actually a, 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 a section or a segment that was found um, in the first century on papyrus discovered in Alexandria. Oh, how lovely. Um, so this god, because it is a god, mm-hmm. he was known as the Lord of the Moon. And I love the moon. Oh, my God. And in ancient Egyptian, he was known as Tehuti. That was another name. Mm-hmm. Um, he was Lord of Time and the God of Learning and Imagination. Mm-hmm. He presided over the scribes mm-hmm. and all knowledge. Mm-hmm. Um, it says people born in this sign share an unusual combination of both the materialistic and the imaginative. Yes. Okay, so next one is uh-huh. Horus. Horus, oh yes. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So these are people born between the 28th of September and the 27th of October. Kimmy! <laughs> she ain't gonna like to be called Horus. So this is what it says. Uh-huh. I am the lord of the morning sun. I am one who is with the sound eye. Even when closed, I am in its protection. And this is from the Egyptian Book of the Dead. Oh, wow. So the god Horus 
in ancient Egyptian was known as Heru. Yes. He was the son of Osiris and Isis. Yes. And is the god of the rising sun. Mm-hmm. He was a symbol of divine kingship and risked his very existence to avenge his father's death. Yes. And oppose his slayer. Mm-hmm. Set. Mm-hmm. During the battle between the two gods, Horus lost an eye. Yes. That it is said became a precious stone, the ultimate talisman of protection and yes. resurrection and eternal life. And there's a good movie that was written about him, and I loved it. <laughs> so people born under this sign often take risks or embark on enterprises without precautions. Yes. When the risks pay off, however, great success is, ha- is possible. Yes. Uh, Horace is stubborn in their convictions, although they make, a, make loyal and trustworthy friends. Like mm-hmm. the lost talisman, the Eye of Horus, this is a sign of protection, and those born in this cycle are usually highly protective of those they love. Yes. So moving on is Wajet. Wajet? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the 28th of October to the 26th of November. That's my son. So, it is through the will of the great serpent goddess that all kings shall rule. And that is from the pyramid texts. Mm-hmm. So, another name is Uachat. Let me see. Uachat. Yep. The royal cobra goddess. Yes. She created the papyrus swamps of the Delta. A deity of kingship, her image adorned the front of the pharaoh's crown. Mm -hmm. Um, She is depicted as a cobra poised to strike. Mm -hmm. She is a symbol of knowledge and born, and those born in this sign often exude an aura of wisdom. Um, they have logical and calculating minds. They formulate plans and wait patiently for the precise moment to act. Okay. Next one. Sekhmet. Mm-hmm. 27th of November to the 26th of December. Mm-hmm. My sister falls in that one. Oh, mighty one, great of magic, wise and powerful daughter of Re. An 18th dynasty inscription of the Temple of Mutt. Yes. She's lioness-headed. She's a war and desert goddess. She's also the mistress of fire and known as the Eye of Ra. She exemplifies the intense heat of the sun. Fire breathing. (laughs) Perhaps the most feared of all the Egyptian gods. Mm -hmm. Yet she was also seen as a deity of mystical power Mm -hmm. and a goddess of healing. Mm Mm-hmm. People born under this sign are reluctant leaders. They usually prefer to go it alone. Yeah. They are blessed with the abundance of mental energy and are capable of handling most tasks that befall them. Mm-hmm. They are natural creatures of fire. Sekhmets have the inviolable capacity not to get burned and usually land firmly on their feet. They possess in- intellectual vitality, mental dexterity, and a lively imagination. Okay, the next sign is the Sphinx. Oh, nice. This is the 27th of uh, the 27th of December to the 25th of January. Mhm. None can solve the riddle of the Sphinx, be he god or mortal man. And this is from Diodorus Siculus, ancient Greek historian. Hmm. This is probably the most enigmatic of all signs. Um, in Egyptian mythology, the Sphinx, um, which was originally called Hu, 
was not only a treasure guardian, but also a shapeshifter, able to change into the form of any creature. So people born under this sign may share many characteristics of other signs. Hmm. They can modify and adapt their behavior to suit who they're with. The next one is Shu. 26th of January to the 24th of February. Mm-hmm. May the breath of Shu bring life to the earth. May his passing cleanse the sky. So Shu was the god of sunlight mm-hmm. and air. And as such was represented as a human being with a hieroglyphic sign, a feather on his head. Huh. He is the brother and consort of the lioness-headed Tefnut. Um, and is therefore referred to as one of the divine twins. Oh. Um, so these people have tremendous creative potential. Um, and once their true vocation is realized, success is virtually granted or guaranteed. Mm. Um, however, they are very self-conscious of their failures and ignore their achievements. Okay, next is Isis. Mm-hmm. The 25th of February to the 26th of March. Yeah. Oh, blood of Isis. Bring forth the great magic that will transform the world from the Egyptian Book of the Dead. She is a beautiful woman. The goddess Isis was worshipped as the great of magic. Her name in ancient Egyptian was Aset. Her name meant seat or throne. Mm -hmm. She was the goddess of order. Um, She was the symbolic mother of the pharaoh and the sister wife of the god. Who was Osiris and mother right. of Horus? Um, those born in this sign reflect her qualities. They're practical and intuitive. They see things from everyone's point of view. They are outwardly calm and controlled, but harbor a wealth of inner emotion. Osiris. Osiris. So this Osiris is twenty seventh of March to the twenty fifth of April. Mm-hmm. O Osiris, the eternally good, the perfect one, he who sits in the place of the all-seeing eye, from the pyramid texts. Mm -hmm. So depicted in human form, Mm. um, Osiris was the god of the underworld and the lord of the Nile. Mm -hmm. His name in ancient Egypt was Asar. Um, Like the evaporating waters of the Nile, those born in this sign tend to be elusive. Mm -hmm. They are sometimes misunderstood, and their emotions are a mystery. Hmm. They are highly active, and like the ever-flowing waters of the river, those born in in the Osiris sign rarely allow themselves to be restricted. Mm. Next is Amun, which is my mother. Oh, my. (laughs) And bacon. And bacon. (laughs) The 26th of April to the 25th of May. Oh, boy. Oh, Amun. Hidden one, he who abides in all things, he who rules over all. From an inscription of the Temple of Karnak. Sometimes represented with the head of a ram, sometimes completely human form, Amun became the supreme state god during the late kingdom of ancient Egypt. He was the highest creator god who brought the cosmos into existence Mm. Creating earth and sky from his thoughts. Oh, wow. Those born in this sign are strong and resolute. Others look to them for guidance. Huh. Um, okay, so Hathorn. This is me. Mm-hmm. 
May I and the following of Hathor be inspired to create in her name. From a tomb inscription at Thebes. Usually the goddess Hathor was depicted in human form wearing on her head a sun disc flanked by a, uh, by a cow's horns, but she was sometimes portrayed in the form of a white cow. Um, named in ancient Egypt was Hethert. She is both a goddess of the land and the sky and has strong associations with love, music, and dancing. As such, this is a sign of grace and charm. Usually possessing great artistic flair, the Hathor does not accept art for its own sake, seeking instead practical applications for their creations. And then next is the Phoenix. Mm -hmm. The 25th of June to the 24th of July, I have gone forth as a Phoenix, Lord of Jubilees, risen and shining, mm -hmm. from a tomb inscription in the Valley of the Kings. The sacred firebird, known to the ancient Egyptians as the Bennu, was a symbol of life and rebirth. Mm -hmm. This exotic bird made its nest of spices. When the sun's rays set it alight, the phoenix was burned to cinders. Uh, it says a few days later, the new phoenix was born, rising majestically from the ashes of the old. Those born under the sign have the ability to create possibilities from very little. They are optimistic in the extreme, um, seldom accepting anything as hopeless, usually able to find some good even in, the, in their worst enemies. Anubis. 25th of July to the 28th of August. Uh, oh, Anubis, Lord of the hallowed land. Oh, please. Weigh my soul at the time of my crossing. <laughs> From the Egyptian Book of the Dead. It's a jackal-headed goddess. Or, yes. No, oops, a jackal-headed god. god. <laughs> goddess. Known as, known as, another name known as Anpu. <laughs> Anpu? Guardian Anpu. of the underworld and the judge of souls. <laughs> People born under the sign can be creative and imaginative, yet retain a firm interest in practical affairs. Mm -hmm. They may be business people or mm -hmm. artists, yet whichever profession they choose, both attributes are brought into play. Mm -hmm. That's it. That was Anpu, last... that's funny. Anpu, I said, oh, no, I'll go, okay, oh, uh, uh, Anpu. And she go, what do you say? No, no, Amma. Because German Amma is mom. Uh-huh. So. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, that was just a. That is cute, I like it. It was a general, it can't just summary of the signs. Obviously, I mean, we could go really go in deep with the signs. But... Yes. And I think I'm going to have to get that book. Hopefully it's still in print. And the, the funny part about it is there's like a thing in here where it tells you how other signs get along with other signs. Yeah. Oh, I would love to know that. Yeah. We'll look at that so, later. But, you know, maybe we'll cover, you know, something more in depth in another episode. We'll see yeah, later on. Never you know. know. But. All right. So we, should we move on to the readings? Sure. Okay. okay so the topic is we're going to try to get guidance on how to... Um, deal with a specific person or how much energy or how to go about how to go about um my energy or uh, in dealing with this person in, in dealing with anubis right we're going to refer to this person as anubis because we're trying to keep this very egyptian themed yes um and then and so we're going to refer to him as anubis and um, we're using two different spreads yes um jin's going to be doing the um wings wing, of yeah, the wing of isis 
um, with oracle cards. And what's the deck that you're using? The deck I'm using is by Alana Fairchild, who is one of my favorite oracle card uh, writers, and it's called the Isis Oracle. And I am going to be doing the Golden Son of Horus, and uh, that's going to be a Lenormand spread of nine cards. And I am uh, using a deck called the Songes d'Egypte, um, and it is a Petit Lenormand deck. It's cute! <laughs> okay, so let's begin. Who should go first, laying um, their cards out? Well... You want me to go first since you're there? Yeah, you might as well lay them out the way they're supposed to be because mine is an easy layout where yours is kind of backwards. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I'm just focusing on the uh, question here. And then I'm going to cut them. Alrighty, so the first card is in the middle. Mm hmm. The second card. Third, fourth, fifth, sixth, sixth, seventh, seventh, eighth, right bottom, and the ninth. Yep. There we go. And then I'm going to shuffle my cards. Take this picture. You, I have the book, so you'd have to almost go back to your. Do you want to start? So, okay, so this is going to be a little interesting because I'm this is a Lenormand deck, so there's a specific way to read Lenormand, but then we're adding a special Egyptian spread on top of it, right? So, we're gonna get creative here, yes. Okay, Do so... Do you want to read the Lenormand first and then pop to the... I'll probably which... interweave it all in together, but okay. I will say starting out that the middle card um, is important. So you can either put the middle card out on your own by giving yourself a significator, mm -hmm. which is like saying this is the theme and putting the card out and picking it yourself. But I just kind of let it... Let the cards pick the significator for me. So right. the middle card is basically telling you what the theme is. So we have the moon, mm -hmm. um, and that's in the middle. And the moon is all about, like, your emotions, your intuition, mm -hmm. things like that. Mm -hmm. So I'll point that out to start. So what does the first card mean in this particular spread? The, um, the card one is the issue at hand at the deepest spiritual level. So, so that would make sense, because your question is... How should you proceed, mm -hmm. right? So this, you guys have an, um, you have an emotional connection with this person, right? Or you feel like you do. I, I feel right. like it's spiritual. Like, right, so, the, but the, the moon is all about that, like, yeah. other, it's not the, the mundane materialness it's of the world. It's not human. It's, it's um, the, more about, like, a feeling, how you feel, or, yes. like, or your intuition, right? Just kind of, like, right. or your gut instinct, right? Yes. So that kind of makes sense that this would be the middle card because you're kind of, you're kind of questioning how should I go about using it or what path should I take mm -hmm. regarding this. Mm -hmm. Yep. What do you have for your first card? Divine guardian. And what's, 
protection of the winged mother. And the first card here is what is the real issue for me right now on a spiritual level? As a divine guardian, that's interesting because um, protection of the winged mother or protection. I've always been the protector. I've never had anyone protect me. I, this is really weird. So... I get this that I find peace. I I don't know how to explain it. it this, even though this is supposed to be, what is the real issue for me right now on the spiritual level? With Anubis, I find peace. I find clarity. I find. I find like I belong. So is that like is a mother? That? Is that what you're talking about? Like a mothering energy? No, it, well, it's like a guardian. Like a like, guardian. Like, so you're right. being take like it's like like um the energy of taking care of things. No, not like that. You know? Not me taking care of him. This is actually someone who would reciprocate the same if I was to be the same towards them. Kind of like how you and I are. Like okay. we we nurture each other, we help each other get through problems and situations. We're there for each other. We have a bond. Mm -hmm. And that's how I feel that I could have with him, just like I have with Travis. You know, I, this person could be a bond. There's a deep bond for me. I feel it that I can trust him I mm -hmm. can rely on him if I really needed someone to talk to I think that's just how I feel that's the energy I get it's like there is a protection about him the people come into my life for a reason and either it's okay that I want to deal with them but this is someone I want in my life so it's like the first card because you're 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 wanting that right you're right you're, you're hoping how do you proceed? Right. Yeah. Okay. Because it feels right. Okay. Okay. So. All right. So next card. Mm-hmm. So card two on mine is? Is, um, yeah, it's going to be uh, to the left. Yep. Okay. And uh, what does it mean? And it means the spirit spiritual lesson that you have been learning up until now in relation to the core issue okay so we have the the sun so you basically have the sun and the moon next to each other here mm -hmm. um and the sun is all about it's a combination of having a positive outlook but mm -hmm. it's also about learning and about discovery mm-hmm so, and I'm, I'm using the Lenormand traditional way of reading with this as well. I'm adding a layer extra onto this. So, because mm -hmm. these two are together, it's, it's saying that you're trying to learn more about how you feel. Yes. Or how to express yourself, your emotions, and your intuition. Because these two cards are next to each other. And I also feel inspired by him. And you have, a, I guess, a positive outlook. Because if you wanted to add yeah. that on there, too, the sun is yeah. always... Yeah. I, I, he, <coughs> Anubis encourages me in ways that I haven't felt in a while. I mean, mm -hmm. I get encouragement from you. I get that from Travis. But 
this is new. Right. This is something that feels old, but it feels new. Mm-hmm. And I am, it, it drives me absolutely bonker because I, it's like I feel it, I know it, but I can't put words to it. Enter the chamber of healing. Healing is the divine chamber of Lady Isis. And my card here, it stands for how can I be, how can I best heal that in my day-to-day life? I actually, interesting. As I said before, I feel comfortable. Mm -hmm. I, I feel at calm. I feel at peace. I don't feel agitated. Mm-hmm. Because I, I feel like I can be me more at 100% mm-hmm. with him than I could be with anybody else outside of my inner circle. Right. That's why I would love to have him in my inner circle. So the third card is to the left of the first, or right of the first card. Yes. And what is the uh, meaning? And the meaning of the third card is the spiritual lesson, guidance, or gift that is coming in the near future on this small on this matter will help you move swiftly through it. Okay, so this is interesting because you have the snake. Eh. And you know what the snake means. In Lenormand, it always means a warning. So it means that there's something that you don't know that's coming up that might be a shock or something. It's just, you don't really know what it is. But in relation to this particular topic, there's just something that might hurt you, might hurt him. It could be an outside influence. But there's going to be something unexpected. It's just kind of like, kind of warning you to just kind of be on your guard. I mean, that's typically what... Those snakes are always coming after me. (laughs) I mean, I have dreams of black mamas coming after me <laughs> and they don't survive so give it your best and because it is next to your the moon card here in in the future mm-hmm. um it it's probably is going to affect it'll be it'll probably hurt you because of you know the motions and stuff mm-hmm. so oh, i always get hurt <laughs> so what is your what is your card next soul retrieval deep soul healing with the goddess which means, what will the gift or outcome of this be? Soul retrieval. Um, deep soul healing. For what I see in the picture, what I'm feeling right now. Um, I still feel like I might relive something that happened in the past. Mm-hmm. And the outcome of what I do will be healing for me, Mm -hmm. but it will be detrimental to those who do wrong to me because I won't let it slide this time. Right, right. Right. So, where I might have been real naive back in the day, but Mm -hmm. I am not naive anymore, so. Right, okay. And then my next card... Your next card is uh, four, which is south of one. Okay. And what does it mean? Um, Four means the hidden forces that you do not recognize consciously as yet that they are part of what is happening and why. 
Okay, so this is interesting because you have the birds. Which is communication. Right, and it usually means people... You It, it, it could be one-on-one -on -one communication, but it also usually includes awesome. communication of other people as well. Mm -hmm. So, um, what was the thing again? I forgot. Sorry. The hidden forces that you do not recognize okay. consciously as yet they are part of what's happening Okay, in life. so this is probably indicating other people talking. I mean, you guys are obviously talking. You've got commun communication. Mm -hmm. But because it's also hidden and because the birds have that layer of otherness to them, it's probably saying that there's some other communication going on that you're not aware of that isn't going to be affecting the situation in some way. So it could, it could be gossip. It could just be him talking with other people or someone specific outside of yourself. Mm. This is what is happening spiritually and psychologically or physically mm -hmm. in the issue you are trying to resolve. Yeah. So it just means that there is outside forces that will be affecting things. Mm. Mm -hmm. I figured as much. I kind of already foreseen that. <laughs> I'm I'm extremely yeah. intuitive, so well, it's like more like a confirmation, you know. Yeah, adds kind of clarity and stuff. Yeah, so so okay, your card. Um, scales of balance. So ancient tantra of the soul. So basically, it's like judgment. It's finding balance. It's finding balance, and for me, I have to find balance all the time with light and dark because I walk in the dark. I am the light. So. But piss me off, I am total darkness and I will be your worst nightmare. So, what does the card mean? Um, what is the biggest challenge or opportunity for me to get to the best outcome? So it's to balance. It's to be balanced. To balance the dark and the light. Mm -hmm. But who's mine? His? I mean, if, you're, if we're comparing both readings together, clearly there's going to be something that's I don't like saying good and evil, but you know that the shadow or the yeah, there's something that will be a shadow energy. Mm -hmm. um, so maybe that's what it's referring to is that having to try to balance that and not maybe let it overtake the mm. situation. I don't know. Or me going off the deep end. Is <laughs> <laughs> that better? Is you gotta balance. You, gotta, you don't want the shadow. You don't want the shadow. To Depending take over. on what this does, you know. Yeah. Well, but, this, I keep... but this is, but again, this is the bird's card is underneath this mm. card, so it means it's currently happening right now. The snake is not happening. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so there is commun outside communication that's happening right now. I, I have a feeling okay. he's yeah. Okay. I, I don't know. I, I no, don't no, know. no. I'll I talk was to telling you. you I'll, I'll, I'll talk to you more after this. Okay. So, I I mean I have and I have I it's just my gut instinct. Okay. So. So what's your next, or your, oh, your last card? Um, oh, no, mine. Sorry. Yeah, I'm you, it, um, five is above the middle card. And okay. that is the effect on, uh, the effects of the world, relationships, and other people or situations apparently beyond your control of the situation. That is very interesting. Why? Because you have the garden, which is literally very similar to the birds, but it's like an even greater outside influence. So the garden is community. The garden is a bunch of people. It could be like social media, like anybody can jump in on things, right? Mm -hmm. It could be an event. It's where a bunch of people get together physically on the computer or wherever. It could be networking, but it's basically an, it's an extension of just a few people now to 
a bunch of people. And it's saying it's a, what, out of your control? Beyond your control. Beyond your control. Situations. Okay. So this says, um, to give it more insight, it says this card helps you sense the karmic energy of the situation. It may indicate external or spiritual influences. These are energies which your soul decides to encounter before you incarnate as they would help you to grow. The, these could be challenges, tests, or gifts. They help you understand how you are going to move through this issue as a challenge, as a gift, or as a relationship, for an example. So, I mean, it's very to me it's very similar to the birds, except to me the birds is more of like very specific communications with specific people, where this is, it's re referencing a community. Okay, so your last card is... Knot of Isis, which is a, the energetic stabilization, which I can't never speak the words right, with the buckle of the beloved. Oh, the buckle of the beloved. That's <laughs> actually being tied together. So what does if the card I mean? Do, if I do remember so, um, what special guidance is there to help me resolve this in the best way now? Um, because this is the buckle. This is the knot of Isis. So, um, there is a tie, there is a connection. Okay. So, how strong the connection is, would never really know until you get to know each other more. Um... I believe in past lives. I do believe I know him from a past life. Um, I get a lot of energy when I'm around him. How this would help me resolve it. Mm, I don't know. I might have to go look this up. Because I try not to use books. I try to go based on what it is. But I do know that's a knot. And I do know that it ties. So it means that we, I am under the spiritual guidance and protection of the divine feminine. Well, that's a given because I always follow, I am a follower of the goddess Isis. Um, that's one reason why I own the deck. Um, part of your high destiny this lifetime is to heal and to flourish through the divine feminine and in many forms and to truly resonate and hold meaning for me. That's what it will do for me. It, it will. So I think this relationship could even hold meaning for me. Because it could help me heal more. Mm -hmm. Of what I've been through in this lifetime. Mm -hmm. But what I remember from past lifetimes. Mm -hmm. So yes. I'm a very emotional girl. <laughs> I can't help it. I am a Virgo. I am a Taurus. <laughs> so, um, but I take what I have dealt with and what I've had dealt to me and I don't let it stop me. I actually pull it deep inside mm -hmm. and it becomes my will. And it makes me stronger. Not everybody has that in them. Not everybody can fight back when they've been beaten so low. So this one? Yeah. Top right. Okay. And that is 
um, what do I need to know about this issue now from my higher guidance? Interesting. You have the coffin. Oh, great. So, and again, in Lettermond, this is a future card. Yes. So this is something that has not happened. So it's referencing an ending in the future, but it's next to the garden card. Mm-hmm. So it's saying the end of a community. Yeah. Or, a, or a changing of the community. Because you can look at an ending as a transformative process. So like... Kind of like the death card in Could Tarot. I also be moving? What do you mean moving? Like physical like, moving? Yes. Mm, no, I wouldn't say so because it is... This is... this is. It's next to the garden, which is your... Your, um... Your community. Your community or the, your, the social aspect of people's lives, okay. right? Okay. So this is saying that there's going to be something that's either going to end mm -hmm. in regards to that community mm -hmm. or there's going to be some big change or transform transformation of that community. So the community will be different from the way it is now. Okay. Mm. What's the next card? Uh, seven, which I do believe is across to the left. So here. Yep. Okay. And what does that mean? Um, what do I need to know now about this from my higher guidance? Interesting. So you have the child. Mm. And in Lenormand, this is the past. Mm -hmm. um, so, and if you read these two cards together, because it's next to the garden, mm -hmm. this is indicating a new community. So something about him and relation to the community is new or was new because it's in the past right mm -hmm. so I guess what you were saying about the card is what do I need to know about this from my higher guidance uh, this is a another chance for your guidance to speak about not only insight but practical action which is helpful to you to take it is important with this card that you remember to ask for unconditional loving guidance before you started your reading. If you did not ask again and resuffle, we don't need to Okay. Do so I would say that this is kind of saying, because again, looking at it from a guidance perspective, and this is already something that's currently happening. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's, it's overemphasizing the newness of something or the... Because the child can be representative of like somebody who doesn't have a lot of experience, somebody who's young, or an or a situation that's very new. So it's it's kind of saying that there's there's stuff that you need to learn. Just keep that in your mind mm -hmm. that this there's something about the situation. And again, the garden is here, so you're combining the, this community mm -hmm. with this energy of somebody who's young or somebody who doesn't have a lot of experience or something that's new. There isn't a lot of maturity. There's not a lot of mature energy there. Mm -hmm. So it's just kind of saying, like, there's something to learn from mm -hmm. that energy. Mm -hmm. That's how I would read that. Mm -hmm. mm. Next card? Um, next card is, if I do believe, it's the bottom right. This one? Yep. And I ask that my higher guidance help me see any pitfalls or mistakes mm. to avoid for quicker and easier solutions. 
So this card is underneath mm -hmm. the snake mm -hmm. and next to the bird. So this is saying there's some woman outside influence mm -hmm. that is has has it out for you or is going to do something. Because it even gets the pitfall. You said it was a pitfall mm -hmm. or something. Mm -hmm. So she's taught has communication mm -hmm. with him. Mm -hmm. And she's also a, a snake, basically. So And this is in the future. So it's just telling you to, that there's this woman who's going to cause problems. Mm. Mm -hmm. Next card. We can talk it would about be it. this one. And what does that mean? Um, what is the highest possible healing outcome hiding in this situation? What is the positive? Possible. Oh, possible. Healing outcome hiding in this situation. Well, this card is currently happening because you've got the past here. And then if we read it with this card, so you have the mice, mm -hmm. um, the mice basically means that there's some kind of slow deterioration of something. It can also have to do with the mind as well, depending upon surrounding cards, um, like depression and other things like that. But it, it's really more of, it's kind of like putting a minus next to whatever the card is next to it. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of saying a slow deterioration of, a, of communication of some sort. It might be better to step away. That's how I'm reading it. Because if it's a heal, if, if it's something that's going to be positive, mm -hmm. because you do have this thing coming up that's not going to be very positive, mm -hmm. it, to me it's kind of saying you know, it might be best to slowly break away from communication. So like not being too, you know, like overly evolved like overly I don't know that's how I'm reading it I'm not sure if it's talking about you specifically like not communicating but if, it, if you're looking at it from a positive perspective it's saying not communicating and not just abruptly cutting things off because the mice is a slow deterioration so it's like a stepping back from a situation or stepping back slowly from communication okay and then the last one that is it that's it. That's, that's it. Yep. That's number nine. Okay. I mean, that's, we basically did it that way. Obviously in Letterman, I can read this like 50 different ways to Sunday, well, but we can save that for our private selves. Um, but that was, yes, that was the Egyptian, uh, yes. Spread that we Mine did. seemed good. Yours seemed like disasters coming. Well, and, but this is a, <laughs> it's a good thing you brought this up because for people who don't know, um, mm -hmm. you know, depending upon the deck that you, used to read right there they talk about things situations in a different way right okay oracle cards are meant to not talk about specifics they're supposed to be very abstract and just talk about energy and kind of keep it positive to kind of like motivate you that's mm -hmm. how oracle is so it's not going to be like this person's going to have a sandwich on sunday like it's not meant to be that way mm -hmm. um Tarot, again, very different than these, right? right? If we were doing a tarot reading, tarot is kind of a com combination of the two together, right? right? It can be specific, but sometimes it's not super specific. It's right, more it makes like, you work for it. Right, it's like, let's let's look at the energy of this, but it's more specific than Oracle. So it's going right. to it's gonna bring up a situation, but look at the energy of that situation. Right. Where Lenormand is very specific. So it's, it's basically going to be, I mean... It's basically going to say, okay, this person is crap. <laughs> you know? Or this person is your lover. Or, you know, this person has a friend who, you know, 
is attractive. I mean, there are, it can actually say that in Lenormand, depending upon the card combination. So it's very, very specific. So it, it you can look at any kind of situation that you do a reading on differently depending upon the type of cards that you use. And they're all bringing up something that is valid. It's just how specific or what is the tone that you want to use or, you know, get out of what, what cards, you know, you use, mm -hmm. right? Because if you, some people, like my husband, right, they don't like reading cards, specifically tarot and, and Lenormand, because they are tend to be a little bit more specific. And if you're somebody who doesn't deal with the truth very well, mm. and they don't want to hear about things that are going to come up that might not be very pleasant, and they just want to keep a positive attitude, especially if you're somebody who deals with depression and anxiety, that might not be very healthy for you. Mm -hmm. Oracle would be a lot better, because Oracle is not going to talk about any of the negatives. They're only going to try to motivate you and keep things positive, right? Um, so, but if you're somebody who wants to actually really, you know, get it shouted in your face, then you, you want to, yeah. you want right. answers. Right. So, but again, it depends on the person, right? Yeah. Some people don't deal well with that kind of thing. Yeah. It's not, if you're just going to spiral into depression, then that's not, Yeah. you want to take this information and try to make things better for yourself. So you can try to avoid those situations, or at least if those situations are happening to make them as best as you can make them, you know? So, but there, I mean, it's just a different way of looking at something. Yeah. But anyway, we should probably end this because we're already over an hour. Yes. Well, you know. Uh, but you know me, I'll be editing, so. Yes. Hopefully you won't have to edit too much. <laughs> so anyway, but interesting, mm -hmm. definitely. And I do love Egyptian stuff. I am definitely goddess Isis is like one of my favorite goddesses. Um, I have about six that I communicate with um and like to talk to and meditate on so anyway so take care of yourself stay healthy eat well um until next time um i don't know get plenty of rest uh do your thing um love unconditionally and uh stay blessed blessed be blessed be bye everybody. bye and if you would like to contact us, you may do so at our email, eclecticsoulpodcast at gmail.com. Our Instagram account is Eclectic Soul Podcast. Our Facebook is eclecticsoul.org. Our YouTube is Eclectic Soul. Jen? If you want to reach me, my personal website is Music and Mystery. My SoundCloud is the SoundCloud page, the soundcloud.com slash Jennifer Feltman. My Facebook is at Music and Mystery. And my Instagram is at Music and Mystery. And if you would like to reach me personally, my Facebook is at Just Call Me Jinjin. My Instagram is at callmejinjin, or look for goddess. And my Twitter is at Jen Sullivan. Thank you, and have a blessed day. Blessed be.